Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 71, Five Foods for a Healthy Heart. I am your host, Shelly Rael, registered dietitian nutritionist, and I want to talk to you today about heart health. As this is dropping, it is February, and that is, of course, American Heart Month, or Heart Month, where a lot of information is put out about heart disease, healthy heart, what you can do to maintain a healthy heart, so many things, including this year, how to do CPR and use an AED, which is the big push. That is not what I'm going to talk about today. As I said in the intro, this is five foods for a healthy heart. Now, I want to start by saying many things contribute to heart disease and heart health. So it's not just foods, and it's not just when you're older or after you have diagnosed heart disease, but a lifetime of habits and lifestyle choices. One of the things I often talk about is rather than having a list of foods to avoid, whether it comes to heart health or other health conditions, consider what you can add to your overall diet and what you can do to reduce your risk of heart disease. Always remember when adding these foods, as I said already, the overall lifestyle is what counts. This includes not just having these foods, but also including regular physical activity, not smoking, limiting or avoiding alcohol, and the overall healthy diet. So here are my five foods that I recommend that you consider adding to your daily or weekly routine. Number one, oats. More than 30 years after Quaker Oats had a big marketing push on the benefits of oats, people still ask me, is it true? Are oats good for your heart? And yes, it is. Why wouldn't Quaker or any company that sells oat products have a big marketing push about the benefit of oats? Now, oats, it doesn't have to be a specific brand of oats. It can be oats or an oat-based cereal. So no specific brand is important. Not necessarily even the type of oats is important, though I do suggest that we skip the instant oats that have a lot of added sugars to them. Oats is one of the more budget-friendly foods. When I looked it up on my grocery store app this past week, a 42-ounce container contains 30 servings, and it costs less than $6 for that 42-ounce container. So if you had a serving of oats every single day for a month, of course, 30 days, that's about 20 cents a day. And you can buy specialty types if you want to or need to, but it's not necessary. That $6 amount was the branded version of oats, but there's also store brands which cost even less. Now, there's a couple reasons that oats help with heart health. First, the fiber in it. 
that helps improve blood cholesterol numbers, especially LDL cholesterol numbers, which is the one that a lot of people have higher than they, the recommendation, and LDL is the one that we want lower. And number two, it does help with weight management. Fiber, having a good amount of fiber in our diet, meeting the recommendation, a lot of people feel less hungry, feel more full, and that is a side effect or weight management is a side effect there. Now, one cup of cooked oatmeal has about four grams of fiber in it, and that fiber is a soluble fiber called beta-glucan. And that soluble fiber is the kind that helps clean up the excess gunk in our bloodstream. So one thing that I often hear from people is when they want to eat healthier is that they did start eating oatmeal, but they felt hungrier a couple hours later. And that's not helpful if you're feeling hungry a couple hours later and end up eating more. So the big tip I have when it comes to eating oats is make sure you have a protein source with it. And this includes something like peanut butter or nuts added to your oatmeal to help that oatmeal stick with you a little bit longer and you're not hungry too soon. So that leads to number two, nuts. Adding nuts to your oatmeal can help your heart even more. Now, nuts don't have to be added to your oatmeal. You can eat them any way you choose. And I did a blog post about nuts and the various types, so I'll provide a link in the show notes. But let me just say that nuts have what we call a qualified health claim related to cardiovascular disease risk. So what this means is there is enough research to suggest that eating nuts may reduce the risk of heart disease with a couple of qualifiers. So let me tell you the statement first and then explain what those qualifiers are. So if you look at a container of nuts, you may see this statement. Scientific evidence suggests, but does not prove, that eating one and a half ounces of nuts per day as part of a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol may reduce the risk of heart disease. Now, this statement is true for nuts when they're by themselves and not one as an ingredient in a food. So if you have a container of peanuts or a container of mixed nuts or a container of walnuts or almonds or cashews, you may see that statement there. However, you won't see that statement. It is illegal for them to use the statement on something like a Snickers candy bar or peanut M&Ms. So why does this statement say, does not prove? So it says, scientific, scientific evidence suggests, but does not prove that eating the one and a half ounces of nuts can help. Well, this is because even someone who eats one and a half ounces of nuts per day, but also has a poor diet otherwise, smokes, doesn't exercise or any of these things, can't claim that the nuts didn't save them from having heart disease. So there are people who think, oh, if I just add the nuts to my diet, I'm good while I still smoke a pack a day. That's not how it works. 
choose unsalted nuts if you can. Make sure you're choosing one and a half ounces and not more because when it comes to nuts, it's easy to add up quickly. It's easy to overconsume nuts. So again, take a look at that link in the show notes for the blog post about nuts because I go into all the different details about nuts. Number three, I'm sure you've heard this before and won't be surprised to hear it, fatty fish. Now, we often suggest, we as health professionals often suggest that people choose lean protein, but that's when it comes to cuts of meat. When it comes to fish, I don't recommend lean. I mean, nothing wrong with tilapia and cod and the lean fish, but the fatty fish is really beneficial to us. So this doesn't mean choosing fried fish, but choosing fish that is high in omega-3s. I did a lengthy blog post about omega-3s in the past. Again, check the link in the show notes for information on that. So which fish are the ones that are fatty fish or high in omega-3s? Now, as a general guideline or to help people remember, I say the fish found in a can are the ones to choose. So it doesn't mean you have to choose canned fish, but that can help you remember the ones that are the fatty fish. So for example, salmon, anchovies, tuna, mackerels, and sardine, you can find them in the place where you buy your fresh fish, but you can also find them in the canned food aisle. And you can choose either one you want. I'm not saying you have to choose canned. It's just the way to help you remember what are the fatty fish. Now, most people in the U.S. do not get the recommended servings of fish each week, and that is two servings per week or a total of eight ounces per week. So what can you do to help your heart and increase your fish servings each week? And if you're concerned about mercury, it probably isn't an issue considering that the fish that tend to run high in mercury generally not ones we often eat in the U.S., but they also aren't the ones that we are recommending as the fatty fish to have on a regular basis. So rather than avoiding fish, just take a look at what the latest high-risk fish are. And that's something, I don't have a link for that, but you can just do a quick search. But it's doubtful that people are eating enough fish for it to have a significant impact. Number four, avocados. Now, some people still hold on to this idea that we need to eat low fat. And so avocados are high in fat. Oh no, we must avoid them. No, there are the good fats, the healthier fats. And these good fats or healthier fats are in the nuts and the nut butter, the fish and avocados. The fat, fiber, and other nutrients in avocados, like the vitamins and minerals, have heart health benefits and can reduce the risk of heart disease, again, as part of an overall healthier diet. So don't think by adding avocados means you can still blow up everything else. It's the overall pattern of eating that is important. Now, one of my favorite recipes from my cookbook, The One Pot Weight Loss Plan, was a recipe or is a recipe 
the avocado chocolate pudding. And it's like a mousse. This isn't an original recipe as much as there you can find plenty of these recipes online as well. It uses avocado instead of heavy whipping cream. And so it's not a low fat dish or even necessarily a low calorie dessert, but the fat content is different. So the heavy whipping cream is high in saturated fat. We're using the ripe avocados. You've got to use ripe avocados. It has a healthier fat pro profile and it is so good. So good. People love it. All right. And number five, beans and legumes. So if you were thinking when I was mentioning peanuts or peanut butter earlier, that peanuts are a legume, legume, here you go. So peanuts can be both a nut and a legume. We're not gonna get into that here. But beans and legumes are another food that have beneficial fiber that help with heart health. They're very low in fat. They're a plant-based protein source, which a lot of people are looking for right now. And like oats, Fiber helps with heart health by helping to lower blood cholesterol levels and potentially helping with weight management due to helping you feel full. Now, if you want a shortcut, I, I recommend canned beans. I use canned beans all the time. So that's just a shortcut because it's open the can, rinse, drain, and there you are. So I encourage the rinse and drain that helps get rid of any extra sodium or some of the sodium that's in canned foods. But if you have the patience or the pressure cooker, dried beans are also fine. Obviously cook them. And beans are another budget-friendly food. And there's so many varieties of beans and options. I didn't even try to look up a price point on this because whether you choose a five pound bag of dried pinto beans or a can of garbanzo beans or chickpeas, it's gonna vary widely, but really all kinds of beans, legumes are helpful for your heart. And not just a budget-friendly food, but you can find it costs a lot less than meat. And I'm not saying that you need to cut out meat, but you can use less meat. Sometimes I use half beans, half lean ground beef in recipes, and it helps with being a little bit more budget friendly, adding some fiber, reducing some of the meat, and it's just got more flavor to it as well. So those are the five foods that I recommend for heart health, making sure you're adding these foods to your diet if you don't already have them in there. I would love to help you address your health and overall eating habits if you are concerned about your heart health or any other health issue and how we can address that with your overall diet and pattern of eating. There's so many benefits to these foods. So many of these are budget friendly, not just for heart health. If you're ready to talk about it, let me know. You can schedule a free 30-minute introductory call with me and we could talk about your goals and how you can get there. Check the link in the show notes. As always, I have that in the show notes every week if you are interested. And I would love for you to follow this podcast where you can get your new download every single Friday. And send me a note and tell me what topic are you interested in hearing about coming up. You have a great week. That's Real World Nutrition. Bye for now.